Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. If you've watched these uh, very long, you know that we're a house church network and we uh, celebrate uh, the gathering of the saints in homes, rotating homes where possible, rotating who leads as voluntarily done, not required. And uh, if you visit our website, CWOWI.org, you can learn about house church, uh, question and answer sessions, teachings, things of that nature that we have on audio, video, etc., and written articles. And also uh, sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out on Friday mornings by email. Um, and it's on a variety of subjects. Uh, also, my monthly e-newsletters. It's in those places that I put things more personal, uh, prophetic, uh, news of our conferences and, and online Zoom meetings and things of that nature. So hope you visit our website, cwowi.org. All right, today talking about uh, misunderstood prayer. And what I mean by that is this, when we grow up in the Lord, we hear a variety of teachings and different people will teach different things. And while we may not accept a lot of those teachings or they just go in one ear out the other, oftentimes they they kind of settle in us in a kind of subtle background belief system that we can't quite put a finger on and pinpoint why we believe what we believe. It's just part of the culture. And one of those things it involves the, the teaching that Jesus did in Luke chapter 11, uh, verses 1 through uh, 14 or 13, and then also in, in Luke chapter 18, uh, verses 1 through uh, 8 or 9. And and what I'm talking about here is how many of you have heard about the friend at midnight and how many pastors have taught on that and how, how the, the friend went to his friend and, and wanted three loaves of bread and he kept pounding on the door and said, get up, get up. And the man was like, no, go away. I'm in bed. My kids are in bed you know, get us another time. And, and the preacher will talk about how the guy keeps knocking and knocking and eventually he gets it. And so, and so the sermon comes around to just keep pressing God, keep praying, don't lose faith. But that's not at all what Jesus was saying. And, and that's my heart is to share the true ways of the Lord. Because many of us, we may have heard that sermon and it's like, just keep knocking and keep pressing. You know, I'm, what are you doing? I'm pounding on the gates of heaven. And that becomes part of our culture. Although there's nothing uh, in the New Testament that Jesus actually taught that, uh, that idea or that concept. And let me share with you in context what Jesus actually said. In Luke chapter 11, where that parable is, is seen, he he uses a sandwich method of teaching. He teaches what we call the Lord's Prayer first, and then he talks about the friend at midnight, and that's the pastors, you know, pull that out and say, keep pounding on the gates of heaven, keep pounding, and, and he will, even though he's inconvenienced, he may be asleep, you know, and God's going to answer your, your prayer. And so he's got the Lord's Prayer, then he's got that friend at midnight, and then he the other side of the sandwich, the other piece of the, the bun or the bread on the sandwich is what Jesus says uh, actually about prayer. And so he sandwiches a couple things in between. So Jesus starts out in the first four verses, and, he said, and the disciples come to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray like John the Baptist's disciples uh, were taught. And so the Lord says, pray this way, our Father who's in heaven. Now notice right away, first thing Jesus says is, you don't pray to me, you pray to the Father. And every prayer in the New Testament is to the Father. Every request is to the Father. Uh, and, and you'll find yourself much, having much more effectiveness in prayer if you will talk to the Father as Jesus. Uh, just obey Jesus. That's all it takes. Just obey Jesus. Forget what you've heard from anybody else or what you think or what you grew up with. Jesus said you pray to the Father. Even in John 16, 23, in the day, he said, in that day when he's gone, in that day, you'll ask me nothing. You'll ask the Father in my name. Uh, that's why every prayer in the New Testament is to the Father. So Jesus here says, Father, 
your name is holy. You, you are holy. Our Father in heaven, you are holy. Uh, hallowed or holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, it's interesting, and I'll just throw this in. The Lord's Prayer is actually written more of a statement. It's kind of hard to, to translate directly into English, but it's, it's, it's part affirmation, part, part request, part uh, statement of faith. And the thing about faith is, you know, if you believe it's difficult to hear God, then, you know, then, then it'll be difficult. If you start thinking God's always talking to me, I just have to find the right wavelength, then he'll start teaching you how to hear his voice. And it's kind of like that with this, that, that you pray to the Father, you, you hallow his name, you, you tell him, you know, how holy and he's the creator of the universe, etc. That's how I, I, I always start with praise and, and worship in that. And then he says this, he says this, he says, you give us our bread, our daily bread. We forgive, and you forgive our sin, sins, our trespasses, literally in the Greek, even as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's a declaration. It's a statement. You don't lead us, you don't lead us into temptation, but you do deliver us from evil. And he, t and he, and so that is right there. That is the first part of the sandwich. The next thing is, he says this. Now, which of you has a friend at midnight? Uh, a friend who's asleep at midnight and, and you come to him because, and you knock on his door and say, friend, lend me three loaves. I've got a stranger who's come to me and I don't have any food in the house. I need to feed him. Uh, so please help me. And the man says, your friend, your friend says, leave me alone. We're in bed. I, I don't want to, I don't want to be bothered. Go home, go come back tomorrow. And, and it, because of the man's persistent and because he doesn't want to lose face, he gets up and he gives the, his friend whatever he wants. Now the father's not talking, or the Lord's not talking about the father being like that. He's contrasting the Lord's prayer, which says, "You give us our bread. You give us our daily bread. You forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who trespass against us." You know, he's making statements. He's making an affirmation. So he's using a comparison of opposites. And he said, and he says this. He says, even though that friend who's asleep won't give to his friend on the basis of friendship. He's going to give it to him just on the basis of his persistence. And then Jesus, the very next thing he says is this, but I say to you, ask and it will be given. Uh, in, in fact, in, it's, down in, uh, it's down in verse 9, he says, and I say to you, ask and it'll be given. Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be open to you. See, he's contrasting that right now. Ask, seek, and find refers right back to the parable he just completed. Uh, where the man was knocking and seeking and, and asking for his friend to get out of bed and give him some food for the, for the visitor that he's got to entertain late at night. And so Jesus says, and I say to you, ask, seek, knock, and, and you will find it. You will be, have, re you will receive it. And he goes on to say in verse 10, he said, uh, everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, everyone who knocks, it will be open to him. He says, which of you, uh, which of you have a son? who asks for bread of his dad, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a, 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 a scorpion or a snake? He says, if you then, being such basic, evil-minded, earthly people, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father give the, whole, the things of the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him?
And so Jesus is using this comparison of the Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You give us our bread, our daily bread. You don't leave us in temptation. You deliver us from evil. You forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then contrasting that with the friend who's asleep at midnight and saying, no, I don't want to get, get you what you need, but he will because, not because of friendship, but because the guy keeps knocking, he will eventually give him what he needs. But then I say to you, ask, it'll be It'll be given to you. Seek. You will find. Knock and I'll open the door. The Father will open the door to you. For everyone who asks, seeks, and finds will find the answer that he needs. Which, if you're, if you being mere evil know how to, how to give good gifts, I mean, if your son asks for an egg, are you going to give him a snake? If he asks for, for bread, are you going to give him a scorpion? He said, if you, if you then are basic people know how to give good, good gifts to your father, how much more does your father know how to give the things of the Spirit to you? So that's what that's about. The other example is in Luke 18, the parable of the unjust judge. It's in the first eight verses or so of Luke 18. And he says this, he said, there was an unjust judge. He did not fear God. He did not fear man. In other words, he was just a corrupt man. And a widow came and bothered him and said, sir, avenge me. Of, of, for my cause, avenge me, defend me. You know, this is a widow, meaning in that, in that culture in that day, she didn't have family to help her. She was basically a bag lady, probably living on the streets and, and had, had a case to be brought before the judge. And she keeps going back to the judge and, and says, you know, and keeps going back to him. And the unjust judge says, though I don't fear God nor man, this woman keeps bothering me. So I'm going to avenge her just because, just to get her to stop coming to me about that. And Jesus said, hear what the unjust judge says. He's not making the father out to be an unjust judge and saying, you've got to persist and everything else. He's, he's using the opposites. He's saying, consider that unjust judge. He said, and, and so when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And that question he's asking, in other words, you know, faith is a lot, like I said earlier, according to your faith, be it unto you. So trust the father say, father, when I go to you, I know my cause is just, I'm, I'm asking, and I'm asking you to work it out for me. And then have confidence in that. Give praise, give thanks, and, 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 and give glory to him as God the Father. And, and watch him work in your behalf. And that, then when you do that, you, you cease from your own work. You enter into rest. You enter into peace. Because you know that your Father is for you, and he will defend you. And that's the issue with this, with taking that parable of the unju or unjust judge and also the friend at midnight. If you, if you misunderstand that, if you've been taught it incorrectly, then you have no confidence on the Father. When you go to, in prayer, you don't have this underlaying foundation knowing that you know that you know that the Father is for you and wants to answer your prayer. And so when you pray, it becomes a matter of maybe he will, maybe he won't. And so that what I'm addressing right now is that foundational understanding that you've got to get that stinking thinking out of your mind to think that the Father is like the unjust judge or the Father is like that friend at midnight who doesn't want to be bothered. You, you've got to get rid of all that junk so that when you go to the Father and say, Father, I have this need, there is a confidence, there's a foundation built upon the confidence of his character. And, and his nature and his, his forwardness to, to you, that, that he wants to answer the prayer and, and he is working on your behalf. And if you have that foundation, then you can go in confidence and you can be at peace when you conclude your prayer and say, yes, thank you, the Father has it now. It's in the Father's hands. It's in the Lord's hands and everything will be okay. So I hope this has been a blessing to you. Maybe a subtle rearrangement in your heart is needed to get rid of that stinking thinking and, and that, that, that back of the mind theology where you, that causes you to not trust the Father God. But there are many other scriptures, like in 1 John 5, uh, what is it, 15, 16, 
uh, where he says, we know that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we know the petition. We have the petitions that we desired of him. So there's a lot of confidence to be had in prayer. And you'll see a higher percentage of your prayers answered and more quickly if you have that foundation to understand that the Father is willing and wanting, as Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, if we being evil, mere men know how to give good gifts to the Father, how much more, or give good gifts to our kids, how much more will our Father give the things of the Spirit to his children? So build yourself up in that. Hope that's been a blessing. Bye-bye.